to another podcast yet to be named. Still haven't figured out a name, but it's coming. Just wait on it. I'm joined by Sam. Hey, buddy. And Jeremy. What's up? And I'm, of course, Corey. So let's jump into it. A lot of uh, sports stuff came out today, but I want to nip this in the bud. I want to catnip this in the bud. Um, Shane Dawson, for sure a person <laughs> who fucks cats. Have you guys seen this? Yes. Yep. He posted a tweet that basically said, I have not, nor have I ever fucked or cummed on my cat. <laughs> <laughs> and that it's basically, he just reiterated that point like three other times with different phrasing, but like, dude, what the hell is this all about? Who is this guy though? I, I, I just saw the day after he got engaged and I'm like confused at who he even is. I actually, he's a YouTube personality. I used to watch him in high school. And he just got too cringy for me. My sister watches him a lot. I don't know. He, he's, ba- he's a YouTube personality. That's all you need to know. He's like Logan Paul. Ew. Basically one of those guys. Like I tried to watch, uh, he does like reaction videos to songs and he just tries so hard to be funny and he talks over the damn thing. Like I'm not even a huge 21 Pilots fan anymore, but he was talking over all, the whole song. And I'm like, dude, shut the hell up. There's some <laughs> good stuff going on here. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He's, he's definitely a really weird dude. If there's any dude that would have fucked his cat, it's probably him. I think the whole thing came up because he talked about fucking his cat in like a podcast he does. That's why he had to come out and say, no, I didn't, because people actually thought he did. <laughs> what, uh, what would we have to deny if someone dug up our old podcasts? Oh, God. Oh, man. That um, I've never seen the Titanic? <laughs> I might have to prove that I take a lot of mean craps. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep cut. Nobody, not a lot of people yeah. know about the the mean crap. That's a very deep cut. But yeah, he uh, he definitely it was a publicity stunt, in my opinion, that he got engaged like one day after that. Like the the internet was just eviscerating. Big this time, dude. big time. Like you can't really come back from that. Cat fucker. <laughs> yeah, you're a cat fucker. <laughs> and now you're an engaged cat fucker, which is even weirder than me. <laughs> Like, is the cat coming along with you on the honeymoon? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> um, so I saw this other thing. Uh, or actually, Jeremy, you saw this. Uh, a 1,500 ton meteor was destroyed over us, basically. Yeah. So I get a lot of my news from the very trustworthy Snapchat stories. Very um, good. Very good. <laughs> but apparently sometime last year, a 1,500 ton meteor like either barely missed earth or like blew up just before it got to earth and like mainly <laughs> missed us and nobody knew about it even a little bit it could have it could have hit earth and we all would be dead right now aren't there people paid to be watching for that at all times yeah it's i don't i don't know everyone was crying about the mars rover and oop look out actually there's a <laughs> meteor coming to kill you so maybe that's why we didn't know the Mar- yeah, Mars rover was our was in our crow's nest. He was our lookout. <laughs> That's true. I just imagine one point. of those like little green things that has like the line going around it, and it like detects things, and there's just like beeping every time it hits this huge circle coming towards Earth. And the one guy who's <laughs> supposed to watch it at all times is like sleeping like, or something. <laughs> he's in the John. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> taking a mean crap. Taking mean craps. Can someone check on that? I think my popcorn's done. No. Dale, it's beeping because we're going to die. No, that's, that's a, such a terrible loss. I mean, we had the perfect opportunity to wipe out like half of the population. It would have been and nice. And it didn't happen. 
it would have been fantastic. I like to think that it might have just been Bruce Willis playing out uh, Armageddon, <laughs> and he actually saved Earth. Um, Armageddon's the longest music video ever made. Do you guys ever realize <laughs> this? Everything's just an intro leading up to the uh, Aerosmith song. <laughs> Kinda. That was a big, big marketing ploy. No, not a lot of people realize it. Um, Robert Kraft, old handy dandy Robert Kraft. I think he's he's entering a plea deal now. He's going to get off scot-free. That sounds about right, doesn't it? A lot of innuendo. Yeah, basically what I read was uh, <laughs> he just had to admit that he did something illegal, and they're like, all right, you're free to go. Yeah, how does that make any sense? <laughs> I wonder <laughs> how, how in depth do you have to go? <laughs> basically, he's like, yeah... I went there, I got my jimmies tugged, <laughs> and it was consensual, and I liked it. And they're like, all right, free to go. <laughs> oh, man. She smacked, she smacked my whacker, and I liked it. <laughs> that's the same thing that's going on with that Smollett guy who today basically is getting a slap on the wrists and uh, have a nice rest of your rich and famous life. Hell yeah, dude. How does that happen? Yeah, that happened today. I guess he's like, Chicago is basically like, yeah, we're not going to pursue it anymore. We have a lot worse stuff going on. So they're just letting it happen. <laughs> you perpetrated a hate crime? Yeah. Um, oh, well. I'm sure there's a teenager smoking pot in his car somewhere that we could really <laughs> hammer. So we're going to ignore <laughs> you and move on to this. You just got to be rich, man. You can do anything if you're rich and famous. Yeah. Dude, literally. Um, Speaking of which... uh. You remember Mama June? Oh, God, unfortunately. Yes. The Honey Boo Boo Mom. Uh, I, I think she recently lost weight, right? Yeah, but she still looks awful. She looks terribly yeah. weird. Like she, she lost a bunch of weight, and her head's the exact same size. It yeah, doesn't look she right. She still looks like a thumb. She got a flat yeah, head. Apparently, um, this could be a reason that she lost weight. Uh, she got caught with cocaine. That's a good weight loss program. If you're doing cocaine, you don't eat. Yeah. Speaking from <laughs> so, experience? No, not from experience. Maybe from experience, not actually from experience. I've seen Starsky and Hutch, okay? I saw when Ben Stiller put cocaine in his coffee, and he had a dance-off at a club, and it was awesome. Right. I'm cultured. <laughs> Never come at me like that. Um, so, uh, Cam Newton, Killer Cam, for some reason, uh, he just kind of came out last week and said that he's going to give up sex for a month to, like, center his chi I'll tell you exactly why that happened. Because, like, a month ago, I was watching, or a few weeks ago, I was watching um, the Seinfeld episode where George gives up sex and he becomes really smart and, like, his everything else <laughs> gets better. So he must have been watching it too. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a try and see how this uh, can enhance my career further. How big of a flex is that, dude? Like, giving up sex for a month is literally nothing. Right. Like, like to quote the great Michael Scott, I once went 28 years without sex and then another seven after that. <laughs> like one month is literally nothing, dude. Right. It, it reminds me of another episode of another funny show. Um, I'm not comparing the two at all. I'm just saying they're both funny. Uh, Blue Mountain State. Um, Thad Castle had a dream and Brian Bosworth told him that if he stopped banging sleuths, he would go number one in the draft. Right. I feel like that's he could be emulating that, too. Like, seriously, it's pissing me off. <laughs> it's funny. It's like, you must have a problem if, like, you think taking that away for a month is going to do something beneficial for you, right? <laughs> exactly. It's not even the season either. Right. There's still, like, months before the season. So, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're just, like, giving up sex in, like, April. 
Yeah. I can understand if it's like the playoffs. It's like, I got to stay focused. It's like, nah, I got to. I'm just not going to have sex. <laughs> just not going to do it. Got some big stuff going on here. Maybe he's giving up for Lent. Yeah, that's a good call. Can't eat meat. <laughs> no one's going to eat his meat. That just that makes me so sad because some people, I'm not going to name any names, <coughs> um, are dying for it. <laughs> and he's, he's giving it up. Giving it up like bottled water. Yeah. So we had a... Uh, we had a fan question come in, and I figured it would be a good one for top picks. Uh, this question comes in from old Johnny Redpants, if you remember that. I do. And he wants, to, he wants to know our opinion, our top pick, for the biggest loss in Pittsburgh sports free agency. So this includes Ooh, the Riverhounds. That's a good one. Okay, okay. <clears throat> I'm happy you included the Riverhounds on that one. Dude, my hounds. Go <laughs> hounds. Roll hounds. Um, Sam, why don't you kick us off? All right. So I think maybe not the biggest name, but definitely one of them. But I think one of the most important people at the time would be uh, losing Yager, right? I mean, he was still yeah. relatively in his prime when um, when he was <laughs> He's gone. He's still in his prime. He, yeah, He's like 50. As long as you have a mullet, you're in your prime. Right. <laughs> That's how that works. That's why Jay Barron's been killing it forever. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> But, um, no, yeah, with him, it was, it wasn't like, you know how, I don't even know how many people know this, but like Franco Harris was a Seahawk or something yeah. for like a couple of years, but like yeah. no one really cared about that because like, it was kind of like when Hines was thinking about going elsewhere, like he was old, like it was the end of his career. Right. So, but like Yager, I mean, he was, I don't know how old he was. I would say he was probably around 30 or so. When he went to the Capitals right afterwards? I think so. I, I think, think that's he right. He played for every team in our division, unfortunately. Yeah. But, um, I mean, <laughs> he was a dog forever, so I think that was pretty big after, you know, winning two back-to-back, or one back-to-back cup there, and then, like, a year, a couple, a few years later, I think he was gone. Um, mine, so there's no stats to back this up yet, but based off of how good he was as a Steeler when he was healthy and playing, uh, Le'Veon Bell is probably one of the best athletes to lose to free agency in Pittsburgh, just like pure athlete. Yeah, um, I agree. That being said, though, you know, who knows? He could go to the Jets and get hurt and never play again or just be fat and suck. <laughs> but um, <laughs> just like with what he did while he was here, he was a fucking stud. He, he could do whatever the hell you wanted on offense except, you know, play quarterback probably. And it kind of... It came as a surprise though too, because when we drafted him, he was he was profiled as like an Arian Foster, like he was like two forty, you know, he was a downhill runner, and then like his second year, he came in like thirty pounds lighter, and he was like super shifty, and then that's when he like really incorporated like the vision aspect. Really, they had to have been pleased with that. Like that was a huge surprise. Yeah, like he turned himself into that dynamic, but still player. super strong, like a really strong runner. That's why I love watching him runs because he's quick, he's fast. And he's still powerful. Like he, I love yeah. watching him just run people over. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like he, you lose thirty pounds and you get better at running people over. Which I don't know how that happens. Right. The only, the only downfall to Le'Veon Bell is he had no breakaway speed at all. Yep. Right. He never had like twenty yard, twenty yard runs ever. That, that one true. run against uh, the Panthers on Monday Night Football, he had like an eighty yard run, but obviously he got caught. <laughs> yeah, that was his only like legitimate downfall. Yeah. So I would have to go with the king of all home runs, Barry Bangs. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Skinny Barry, 
was an absolute force. Like he, he hit around 285. He was on base at a 400 clip and he could smack home runs and he could steal bases. I think he's, he was our last 30, 30 hitter, which is 30 home runs, 30 steals. So imagine how how many runs you're creating by yourself by hitting all those home runs and stealing all those bases. And then he leaves the pirates. Uh, His head swells up four times its size, (laughs) like the Grinch's heart on Christmas day. And he starts smacking (laughs) 72 dingers a year. And it's like, holy shit, what is going on? I feel like Barry Bonds is the number one yeah. lost free agent it's, in Pittsburgh history. It's tough to say anything else because all we did was go and become the best home run hitter of all time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like, dude, steroids aside, he was always a great pure hitter. He always had a fantastic eye. He didn't strike out a lot. He walked a lot, hit for average a lot. So... I mean, I think I saw a stat that, like, his 2002 season, if you take away, like, every single home run, he would still have an on-base percentage above 500. That's pretty wild. Meaning he'd, he'd get on base after. Well, time. he got walked. That's I think nice. he's, like, the most walked player in um, league history, oh, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm remembering that Why would right. you not, though? Why would you not walk him? Every single at-bat. For his um, home run that broke the record, I would never have put myself in that situation. The bases could have been loaded in the bottom of the ninth tied. I'm walking his ass to first base to not be the guy who gave up that home run. <laughs> people actually did that. Not in the ninth inning, but with bases loaded, people sometimes walked him. They would sacrifice. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather give up a one than a four. Right. Think about that. That like Nobody else is commanding that much respect. Like Not even Trout. Or like guys like McGuire, Sosa, like, I mean, they weren't even, even those dudes were monsters and that wasn't, you know, a thing for yeah. them. Oh yeah. Cause think about it. Like e- even the best hitter of all time, even the best statistical hitting season of all time is still only getting a hit 40% of the time, less than half the time. It's crazy. That's what I love about baseball. Like they, they celebrate mediocrity cause it's so hard to do. <laughs> so, uh, that was a nice warm-up for sports because we got a very uh, sports-oriented episode. Um, let's jump into sports. Jeremy, why don't you kick us off? Let's do a little bit of Pens talk here. How about them Pens, huh? Yeah, looking good again, yeah. right? They're they're turning it on. They um, Yeah, whenever they, you know, this last four-game road trip, yeah, they got exactly what they needed to get done. You got seven out of eight points. You beat two playoff teams, went to overtime with the third. Um. And then took care of business in New York against the Rangers, who suck. It's uh, it's looking up. I'll tell you what's exciting to me is um, we're to the point now where so there was a there was a point in time early in the year where um, fans, including myself, were like worried about making the playoffs at all, like even getting in as a wild card because we were having some really bad runs. But now you look at those standings after last night, we are. In second place, technically tied with the Islanders, but have the tiebreaker. Um, same amount of games left. I think two or three points out of first with the Capitals, who have a super stretch coming up. Their last five games are, like, very tough. I think every team they play are playoff teams. Yep. They they play Tampa, too. Yeah. So, I mean, we're right in there, and our, our remaining schedule is pretty pretty weak, if you look at it. it should be, they should be at least 4-1. and one. Oh yeah, I can see losing to Nashville, but you need to beat um, the Rangers. You, you should beat Carolina. You should beat the Rangers. Then you got Detroit back Twice. to back. Right, and Detroit so, stinks. Yeah, they should wow. absolutely pick up those eight points at least. Hopefully, ten. I never thought I'd see that day. And uh, like Detroit, yeah, they, they made the playoffs what like twenty years in a row. I think they have the record for most 25, consecutive uh, playoff yeah. series. 
<clears throat> Speaking of, now who holds that is the Guinos. Right, this yeah. Will be, this will the be 13 Guinos. this year. So, yeah, they have the longest active streak. I saw Yoey tweet, um, like, and I trust his hockey opinion. He said all signs are pointing towards another installment of Pens vs. Caps in the second round, too. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of it has to be that way now because of um because of the way the divisions are set up. So, and Jeremy, correct me if I'm wrong, but the two and three seed on both sides. So there's four divisions, um, two in the east, two in the west. The two and three of the the same division play first round, and then the one and the four. Do they swap divisions, or is it go by record at that point? So you got the two and the three in each division play each other, right? Then the two number one seeds in each division. The higher of those two, whoever has more points between those two teams plays the second wild card. Whoever has the second most okay. points plays the first wild card. So Tampa's probably going to end up playing. Well, Tampa's definitely playing the number two seed. Right. Whoever wins the Metro is going to play the number one seed, which will probably end up being Carolina. But And the thing I like a lot about hockey is the reseed um, in the playoffs, which I think is cool because... You know, if you're the one seed, you're the best team in the East or West. Um, I think that, you know, that warrants you playing the worst team. So even if you, you know, you win that first round, you are guaranteed to play. Well, actually, no, this this way it is. They don't have the reseed reseed anymore, do they? It's only for that first. The first round is um, like one versus four. But the second round it would that be goes to divisions. Division. So they, they actually kind of got away from that race. didn't they? Yeah. So I wish it kind of stayed the old way where it was just one through eight. The best team in the division plays or the best team in the conference plays the worst team and so on and so forth. As you go through the rounds now the, with the new thing that they do, you kind of have a lot more division play. So you're creating really good rivalries like the pens and the caps. This will be four years in a row if they end up meeting again, which is nuts. Yeah. Um, Unbelievable. So they definitely accomplished that between the pens and the caps. But I think it's the because the last the two years the Pens won the cup the Pens and Cap series should have been a finals series right because that's probably the two best teams in the league two years in a row and you're meeting in the second round well it's like the Yankees and Red Sox good. forever they they always play in the the AL um, championship game and that's most of the time we're the best two teams in the league like this is what I'm seeing with the Caps like they're getting better I don't know that we're getting much better right now but like we're pretty even here but. You know, we're one of the best two teams is going to lose in the second round every single year. <laughs> yeah. And it could even work out in some kind of crazy way if the Isles go on a crazy run and the Pens go like three and two and the Caps go like, you know, three and two, two and three, whatever. They could end up meeting the Caps in the first round. They could end up second. Third. Two and three, you're right. And like, there's still a chance the is. Caps can get the wild card, I think, or the three. I just, I was just listening today. They are, they either clinched playoffs last game with their win or they are like a point from clinching. Like it's, it's that close at the bottom of the, uh, the Metro division. Yeah. It's, it's super tight, but on better news, if the flyers lose in regulation tonight, they are mathematically eliminated. Uh, that's beautiful. Once again, it's beautiful noise. Hell yeah. What a great, you thing. gotta love it. Um, so who do you guys think, uh, realistically try to put your biases aside and reserve them for me? Cause I'm going to give my bias. Uh, <laughs> who do you think is going to be in in the Stanley Cup Finals, and who do you think is going to end up winning? Um, I think it's almost impossible for Tampa not to be in the finals and probably end up playing San Jose. Um, okay. 
Calgary has a really good record, but I don't, I think, I don't know. They're doing a lot better than everyone thought. I don't, I don't think that they're that good as their record is. I think it's going to end up being Tampa and San Jose and then probably Tampa winning it all. Okay. Well, what about you, Sam? You could have said that about Tampa the last like three years. They are just one of those teams when they get yeah. in the playoffs, they're just blah. You know, they're they're still a good team, but they don't have that um that playoff like extra gear like I think the Caps and the Pens have shown to have. I'm gonna say the winner of the Caps and Pens will be the representative for the East. I have a weird feeling. I think the Caps are gonna go back this year. Um, the West is like you were saying, it's kind of all over the place. Um, there's some pretty good teams in the West. There's um, like three good teams, like San Jose, Nashville, and Calgary. And, and like we said about Vegas though, Flurry is having a crazy year, like might be the Vienza winner this year for the, what the first time, right? Cause he's, he's never, he never won it when he's in Pittsburgh. That'd be, yeah. He had a couple deserving years. He never won it though. Um, so I mean, who knows who, what if he steals some games to get back? I wouldn't put my money on the Knights, but, um, I'm going to go caps and I'm going to go sharks too. I, I like the sharks out of the West. Yeah. They're pretty low. Yeah, they're, they're solid. They're solid. Their defense is crazy. Very offensive defense defense. Right. So that could come back to bite them. It just depends. They're super fast now. They are. Pens year. <laughs> Pens and seven. I hope so. I dude. really hope so. It'd be fun to watch some more of that. All right, one more quick thing. If the playoffs started now, they're playing the Islanders, and I think honestly they're probably going to end up playing the Islanders first round. Right. Who? What are you? What are you saying? Five games. Same. It's got to be. The I don't Islanders think the Islanders are, are that good. The weirdest team in the league. They have like no goal scoring at all. They have no goals against. But I don't know who's doing all the work. Like, I can't name many people in that defense, but they must just play, like, sound yeah. team defense. Yeah, I don't I don't know how they're doing it, but I think once they get in the playoffs, I don't think they're going to be able to take That's it the next step. That's who I want to play first game, or first round, is the Islanders for sure. Yeah, I'll play or if Columbus play somehow sneaks in and somehow it works out, I'd be, it'd be sweet to play Columbus. But So, given that this podcast is released on Thursday, March 28th, uh, it's the start of the new baseball year. Figured we'd get some uh, old buckos talk in. Um, I want to get your record predictions. Um, who's going to be the MVP hitting and who's going to be the MVP pitching? I like. So, Jeremy, let's start with you. Mm, okay. Um, so, being I'm not a huge Pirates fan, at least not as much as I was whenever they were kicking ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> the bandwagon's I, gone. I don't know everyone that's even on the team. Uh, but that being said, uh, from what I've heard and what I've read, some different things, I'm going to say they're going to go 75 and whatever that comes out to be. Is that 87? 75 and 87. Um, Hitting-wise... I'm going to say Josh Bell is going to step it up this year and kind of have a little bit of a resurgence because uh, he kind of had a pretty down year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what his numbers are going to be. Maybe hit 20-some home runs. Um, and then pitching-wise, I'm going to go Jamison Tyon. He's he's the ace. He's fantastic. That's a, it's a good pick. Yeah, that's solid. You went with the, the safe pick there, huh? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, I've been, I've been getting into it. I know me and Corey have been talking a ton about pirates here coming up. I've been watching all their stuff and spring training and reading articles about how everyone's been looking there. I know that's kind of like a tough, um, 
tough way to gauge how people do. Uh, Gung's hitting nothing but home runs and striking out. Yeah. But, you know, that's not realistic to expect that to all kind of turn into the regular season. But um, I think they're going to float real close to 500. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 83 and 79. Um, Oh, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that really worries me. So the perspective in the room is basically that this pitching staff is going to carry this team this year. And as it definitely could, because they have four talented starters, it also could not, it could be really bad. One guy gets hurt. um, One guy doesn't perform the way we're hoping he does. And an archer, Archer Musgrove and Williams could all easily have terrible years after having right. solid ends of the year last year. So that's what kind of worries me. Like in a perfect world, if this pitching staff stays healthy and pitches to their capabilities, I do think the pirates are like a sneaky, you know, backside wildcard team, but I'm just like not optimistic that that is going to happen in this, this uh, situation. But I'm thinking your offensive MVP is going to be Marte. Um, he was crushing the ball last year, and um, I just think like this has to be his year. Like last year was kind of him coming off of the suspension and everything, and no McCutcheon again for a full year. I think Marte is going to have to step up and be the leader on that defense and and, and hitting. And then I don't know, man. I really want Archer to be the guy. I know he could be yeah. as bad as like our He's fourth so starting pitcher. But I really think that if, you know, Searage can get a little magic in him like he has with a lot of guys in the past, um, we could have a crazy one, too, with with Tyon and Archer. So I'm going to say Archer is going to be our pitcher this year. He's going to be the guy. I don't know if I can ever trust Marte with anything ever. He makes more <laughs> running errors than anyone I've he ever does. seen. And he, he got suspended for not even like a hidden, like, substance and like something else he was taking it was, was like he was juicing just like, it was steroid it was anabolic steroid. steroid and he was like i didn't know <laughs> it's like you you're doofus right but i hope he i hope it has like lasting effects and it's out of a system and he just crushes the ball <laughs> right yeah what about he, you he had a good year last year we were hoping for the 30 and 30 but he ended up getting 20 and 30 which is still good um and then about archer too uh it's funny the uh the landscape of the MLB is changing where when you saw the reclamation projects the Pirates had in the past, what they would do is make them throw a sinker, make them throw a two-seamer or sinker, something with movement to generate ground balls. And now everyone's moving away from that. They're getting a higher spin rate, trying to get more uh, strikeouts, trying to throw your off-speed stuff more often. And when Archer came here, you know, obviously he's got a wicked slider, throw your slider more, and that's fine. What they found out and what Searage started doing around that last month was they added a two-seamer. They added a change-up, and his results came back. So what they're doing is basically even, going to even out his arsenal. So I think that's going to be a, a big key towards Archer um, pitching well. Me, myself, um, I'm optimistic that this core is going to grow together for another year. I'm going to say 86 and 76. Um, I think they're going to float around that wild card spot, but I think with you have the the Mets did a shit ton over this offseason. The Nationals are the Nationals. The Phillies got all their guys. Um, Colorado is still good. The Dodgers are good. Um, I just think that uh, there's too many really good teams there for them to get a second wild card, but I still think it's going to be respectable, you know, like 86 wins. Um, offense, I'm going to go with Adam Frazier. Ah. 
I think last year after he he came back from Triple A, he he doubled his home run output, or he he eclipsed every home run season he's ever had in half the at bats. Um, he's a good contact hitter, but last year he showed that he can hit for some power. And I'm gonna pull this one out of my ass for pitching. I'm gonna go with Joe Musgrove. Oh, he doesn't he doesn't walk a lot of people. He doesn't strike out a lot of people, but he doesn't walk them either. And he generates a lot of ground balls. And with Eric Gonzalez is a better shortstop than Jordy was. With Jung Ho Gung, who's a better third baseman than Moran. Colin Moran yeah, was. Um, I feel like he's going to, his peripherals aren't going to match it, but I feel like he's going to, you know, scrape by with a really good ERA and people are going to be like, well, Joe, Joe Musgrove's our ace. He's got a pitch in the wild card game if there is one. But yeah, I think he's going to be the quiet uh, MVP of the pitching staff. I was reading today about how he basically just throws strikes. Like his stuff's good, you know, but he doesn't walk anybody. And that goes a mm-hmm. long, long way, especially if you're kind of looked at oh, as yeah. maybe the second or third pitcher. Pro- I, I don't know. Would you, would you say I he's, would say he's fourth? Dude, I've been reading so much stuff that like is putting Archer as like the three or four guy, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like every one of them, except for Tyon, I think Tyon's like a certified stud. Um, Clear cut. The yeah. two, three, four, it could be in any order. They could have, like I said, really good years and pushes like your one, like you're saying with Musgrove for the wild card, or they could all just look like garbage this year. And I, I hate it. I hate not so knowing. <laughs> I know it's terrifying. Seriously, like, like Trevor Williams, like the last two years were like, oh, well, look at his peripherals. He's not going to be as good next year. And what does he do next year? He better has the best stretch almost ever next to Jake Arrieta in baseball history. Um you know, Musgrove had a four ERA, but he like he looked so good at so many times. He has four different fastballs that he throws all for strikes, and it's amazing. Um, Archer, obviously, in September, he struck out like 10 people per nine innings. It's amazing. Yep. I think but before that, you know, he did shit. I think the last thing, too, that we haven't really talked about is, you know, having this bullpen perform the way that everyone thinks they're going to. Um, because if you can go six innings with your starter and then pretty much know if you have a lead, your your guys are going to come in and clean it yeah. up. I mean, that's huge. And right now, I think that might be the thing that I buy into the most out of oh, yeah. all the things that we have mentioned, you know, with Bell power hitting, um, Marte not being an idiot on the base pads and, and our staff. I think the, the bullpen... I think is what is going to be our rock. So get to the seventh inning and yep. and ride it out. It doesn't even have to be that, dude. If you if you watch this kid that they got in, I'm I'm a huge. I'm saying it right now, and I'm establishing it. I'm a huge Nick Birdie guy. Okay. Number fifty-seven, Nick Birdie. He's got great shit. He he pitches around ninety-six to ninety-eight with his fastball, and he's got this power tilting slider, and it's really good. And he had I think thirteen strikeouts in like eight innings which is a lot. And he had like a 190-something ERA, which take with a grain of salt, if you will. It's spring training, but what I saw was a pretty good pitcher that's going to fit in. Um, Kyle Crick, Rich Rodriguez, Keone Kella. Kella kind of looked like, like shit this spring, but I feel like, again. He did. He was he was trying stuff out. Like his yeah. big thing is his fastball and his curve. He was trying to incorporate a change in there, and he was just trying to throw it for strikes. And even if he was getting teed off on, he was still throwing it. Right. 
that that's it's kind of like the uh, like the minor league stats. You know, people don't like to invest in minor league stats because people are trying stuff. Yeah, people. Yeah. They're like, all right, we want you to throw this many changeups, this many fastballs in the lower quadrant. Do that. And people are just teeing off on them. And it's like, keep throwing it. He's like, come on, I can strike him out with a curve. Nope. <laughs> keep throwing that fastball. Right. Boom. I so, hope uh, I hope Kyle Crick does really well just for the fact that he has like the best Pittsburgh name ever. The Crick. Kyle yeah. Crick. It's fantastic. How many t-shirts could be made with that name? Bunch. I can just do that. I actually started a hashtag last year. It said, don't cross the Crick. Oh, he was on the team last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. He's got McCutcheon for. Oh. Okay. Him and Brian Reynolds. Um, I think they ended up having like around the same war. I think McCutcheon was at like 1.2 and Crick was at 1. So he pretty much got the same production out of a reliever as he did with McCutcheon. Yeah, but did we get so to I wear our like... 22 jerseys into the park? No, we didn't. We didn't get to yeah. didn't get cheer him on in the outfield? No, we didn't. You can cheer him on coming out from the bullpen in the outfield. That's true. <laughs> That's, that is neat. That's one neat thing. But he, he he did have a shitty spring, too. I'm a little bit worried about him because I feel like he his his stats were kind of a mirage last year. Oh, great. He might not be what we were Drain the hoping crick. he would be. Get him out. The but, crick's dried up. That's one of them sulfur cricks. You can't even play in it. Stinky. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those cricks down by Huey Field where all the bad kids would drink beer and smoke cigarettes at while we were playing baseball. Um, so uh, even though that we, we already had a fan question, we use it as a top picks. We have another fan question. Uh, a repeated offender, Mad Max, old Action Maxon. He asked, uh, should D1 athletes be compensated in some way by the schools since schools make so much money off of them? Or should co- college athletes be content with scholarships? So, Sam, why don't you kick us off? It's tough. I, that is a tough question. I think if there was a really, if there was an easy way to do it, yeah, I think they should be compensated. But it's just the question that asks like more questions like, are we talking D1 athletes? Are we talking down to D3? Um, is the star quarterback at Alabama going to be making the same amount as the volleyball player at Tennessee? Like, you know what I mean? Like where, how do you, how do you decipher who makes what? But if they can get some type of system into play, maybe it's just like an hourly thing. And maybe everyone does make the same amount, you know, maybe that's the fair thing to do. At least it's something, but man, the thing is, I don't even like, I was a D I was a D three college athlete. You know, you were a D two college athlete. Excuse I, me. <laughs> You were a D1 AA college yes. athlete too. Sorry. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Um, Get it right. <laughs> I never was, you know, doing, and I mean, obviously with wrestling, like that's a, that's an all year round sport. Um, I never really was like, damn, like I should be getting paid for this. <laughs> but at the same time, the thing that drives me crazy is the NCAA makes so yeah. much money for other people like exactly. that's what drives me nuts it's not about like oh like dude he should be making money like look at him out there he'll make money in the nfl or in the mlb but like dude come on these guys are just they're just raking it in exactly. for nothing. they made so much money so off of uh johnny manziel's jersey and he saw not a dime of it and like and not not a single and, like Terrell Pryor like signs one of his shirts and sells it for like 50 bucks and he gets labeled a pariah like it just doesn't make sense to me Right. Jeremy, what do you think? That's that's kind of where I'm going. I don't know if I think they should be paid because like Sam was saying, the star quarterback at Alabama at the national championship team shouldn't be getting paid 
you know, the same as the third string left tackle. Right. On the same, even on the same team, you know, it's still that big of a program. You know, one's obviously going to be contributing more to the school and the team and everything else and making the money for the team, basically. Um, but at the same time, even though I think they shouldn't be paid, they should be able to make their own brand and they should be able to accept endorsements and everything else off of their own brand that they're making. Um, you know, they shouldn't be penalized for making the most of what they're doing. You know, they're obviously making, you know, the money for the school. Why can't they make money for themselves? If Nike approaches them and says, Hey, we want you to be in a commercial, you know, for our new spikes or whatever. I don't think that there should be any kind of, Exactly. Think about uh, think about like Herschel Walker. Like he was probably one of the greatest college running backs of all time. He breaks his leg in like the first year of his NFL career, and he can't play anymore. Like you're banking on an NFL career, and sometimes it's it's not all that guaranteed. Look at Ryan Leaf. Like he he didn't do shit. Like it would be nice to cash in on your athletic Johnny Manziel. Yeah, Johnny Manziel. It would be so nice to cash (laughs) in. Well, look out. He's in the AAF now. Yeah, he had a ten yard run making. TJ's money. But, uh, <laughs> TJ Maxx. Um, he would, he would, <laughs> you know, be able to make money off of his current athletic output. He wouldn't have to wait and bet on himself in the future. You know what I mean? Right. But personally, yeah. I think that they should get paid. I feel like, I feel like the NCAA, the NCAA can still profit. I mean, I'm, I'm not a economics major by any means or a business major, but Take what you're making and create a system that evenly distributes to teams. Like when, when I was at Robert Morris, like after games, everyone would get $5. No matter if you're a starter, if you're a backup, or if you're a camera guy, you'd get $5 and we'd stop at McDonald's and you get something to eat. I feel like at a, at a higher program like Alabama or something like that, you can distribute like a couple thousand a week in a game check and say like, hey... Thanks for being on the team. Thanks for going through practice with us. Thanks for performing. Thanks for those two touchdowns. Here's your game check. Spend it how you like. Be careful. I feel like I feel like right. that would be no harm, no foul. It doesn't have to necessarily be the school because the school still has to make a profit. But the NCAA, literally, just because they have their name on the business that is college football, they have to pay out in some way, in some form. And that's just my opinion. I agree with that completely. Yeah, I don't I don't really think there's a right answer for it. Either way it's going to be screwed yeah. up. You know, either they're going to say everyone gets paid the same and people are going to get pissed that you know, your star player is getting paid the same as somebody who hasn't played a snap in 4 years or yeah. You know, they don't get paid and then you have super what you have diluted. Now. It's it's super murky. Um before we end it, um I did I saw a question on Twitter and it said what's the best time of year for sports? Is it around this time where you have March Madness, baseball starting, playoff hockey starting, or is it like early October where you have football starting, playoff baseball starting, and like even NHL starting and college football? Yeah, dude, I love that. I love the beginning of October. October. I think the weather plays a little bit of a factor too. It it does because right now it's getting it's getting nice out, so like there's a lot of things you can go do, go outside, Mm -hmm. you know. There's things to look forward to other than sports, but like, dude, October, you know, yeah. that's like, all I want to do is like on Sunday, just sit on my couch and, and watch You've got, you got the four major sports going, right? You got everything you could ever want. And it's my birthday. So. <laughs> Done. Suck it. <laughs> so jot that down. Um, 
Okay. <laughs> In case you want to send me gifts. So, uh, just reminding everyone listening, uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcast, uh, rate us five stars out of five because we're five star men and we deserve to be treated as such. And that would help us uh, reach a wider <laughs> audience. Um, also, tell a friend if uh, if you're a true Yeti, uh, tell a friend about the podcast and help us grow and achieve our dreams of not working for anything and talking on the microphone. Follow us on Instagram at YTBN underscore podcast on Twitter at YTBN underscore podcast. Any closing remarks, boys? Go Pens. Go Pangs. And happy opening day to all of you. So with that being said, thanks for listening. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah.